Yo, 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 what's up? What's up, what's up? We're here. Back for episode three. Episode three, guys. All right. We live, are we live? We live, we live. How are we feeling? Phenomenal over the weekend, man. Look, feeling good. Doing good? Feeling great. Can't complain. Real good. We got, um, let me introduce you guys. No, you know what? Introduce yourselves real quick. All right, right, very simple. I'm Coach Armando from Supreme Boxer Boxing Club, known as El Wapo. Hey. Hey, watch out, because he will take your chit. (laughs) For the third time. And I'm Eric, otherwise known as E-Slick, E-Money. What's up, baby? What's up? All right. I'm Lou Almighty, baby. What up, Big Lou? What's up? I am yours truly, Big Chubbs. So what's up? How's your weekend? Well, man. I think we had a... Fantastic weekend, especially for yeah. our fight weekend. We had a great weekend. We had a fr- Friday fight, mm-hmm. Friday, Saturday Friday, fight, and um, actually a good conversation right there between who fought. Yeah. So let's start it off. So um, I don't know if you guys know or if you guys were in tuned. This was on Friday, Fernando Vargas Jr.'s professional first debut fight. Mm-hmm. You guys catch that? I'm a big fan. Yeah. I Hell yeah, me too. Um, um, a real quick story on Fernando Va- on Fe- oh, I got Fernando one too. Vargas. I got one too. <laughs> I got plenty of my own. Uh, see, there you go. So, a long time ago, this shit was about. I don't know if it was after the Felix Trinidad fight or before the Oscar De La Hoya fight. Mm-hmm. Right. So we go to a club right here in Riverside called Sevillas, and I'm thinking I'm all bad taking my chick and shit, and. Um, <laughs> So, you know, we're moving and grooving, having a good time. Fucking Fernando Vargas pulls up. Oh, man. All the girls in the club's panties got wet real quick. Was he when he had bangs? He yeah, had he had bangs. Yeah. He was a little pretty boy. He was a and, pretty uh, boy. He was a bad boy. He was. Yeah, bad enough. He took my girl. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah, really? Yeah. <laughs> fucking, she was, like, um, she was like, hey, um, Fernando invited me to come over, so... Um, you don't have to worry about me taking me home. <laughs> oh, no way. that hurts, like, man. Fucking vieja, bro. Like, that shit broke my heart. <laughs> so then all these years passed, right? So about two months ago, I ended up going to Vegas, and I was getting my hair cut. I want to shout out the barbershop, but I forgot the, the name of the barbershop. Oh. But um, I'm sitting there with my kids, right? Because we're all getting the cut. And Fernando Vargas pulls up. And it's his barbershop. His barber, his barber was cutting my hair. And I was like, oh, shit. Hey, wait, is that Fernando? He's like, oh, yeah, um, I cut his hair all the time. And I was like, no, shit. Hey, you think I can get a picture with Total groupie mode, right? Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Taking his chones off. Yeah, the for, for real. Were you going to go home with him? <sighs> nah. <laughs> <laughs> I can't tell my kids that shit. <laughs> Maybe if I was by myself. <laughs> So I pull him to the side. Cool cat, man. Super cool, super chill. Yeah, he is hella a super humble. Cool and I told him the story. And I was like, hey, dog, like, you know, back in the day, uh, do you remember a club, uh, Sevillas in Riverside? He's like, oh, yeah. Um, it's got a top deck and shit, right? And I was like, yeah. So I used to be in there all the time. And I was like, yeah, fool, I know. One day you pulled up, you fucking took my girl. Oh, man, he started laughing. He was laughing, bro. He's like, oh, man, I'm sorry. <laughs> that wasn't sorry, me. Sorry. He's like, that wasn't me. And I was like, fuck you. Yeah, it was. I know but, what I remember. Uh, yeah, but uh, but that's cool, man. That's a little story, yeah. a little backdrop about him. I have a story on Fernando. What do you got? 
um, I was really back in the mid-20s, early 20s, I should say. I was really into mountain biking. So I've been big bear mountain biking. And as I was riding, I saw a big old crowd of mountain bikers. And, you know, they all stopped. So I stopped to see what, what was the big Ruha. And one guy was being interviewed. You know, all, everybody was around him. And I go, oh, okay. And then I saw one guy to the side just sitting there, just, you know, with his helmet, with his glasses, and, you know, his hands folded while he's sitting on his bike. And I go, God, that guy looks familiar. I'm not sure who that is. But it's the other guy getting attention. And finding out the guy that was getting attention was a skateboard pro rider. So everybody wanted to stop and talk mm. to him. But I saw that one guy just by himself, and I go, God, that looks like Fernando Vargas. So I go up to him, and I said, hey, are you Fernando Vargas? Yeah, yeah. Good Felt like he got excited <laughs> that somebody gave him attention because he realized yeah. apparently he was with the pro rider, yeah. the skateboarder. And oh, he was okay. like, oh, and man. They know who he was? Yeah, they go, I know who he is. No one knows who I am. So he yeah. got all excited that I knew him. So I said, oh, you know, and he was all happy that I saw him. I go, oh, you know, I, what do you, I, I didn't know you wrote. He goes, yeah, I'm with that guy there. And he was the one who told me, but he was the writer, I said, the uh, skateboard writer. And I said, oh, okay, cool. And I said, um, you know, I told him about myself, who I was. And he says, oh, I remember you as when I was a kid watching you fight. I said, oh, cool. <laughs> you know, so we had this, so I lit up. <laughs> so, then I, so we had that little conversation. I said, you know, when you became a champion of the world is when you beat my cousin. He goes, what? And he says, uh, your cousin. Yeah, that's when you became champion of the world. And so we were like, really? And I said, do you know? And I go, so he goes, your cousin is uh, Campiola? And I go, Campiola is my cousin. And he goes, oh, oh, my goodness. And so we had this conversation. Nice. So, so we were like, okay, cool. So I go, you want to go riding? He goes, yeah, screw this guy. So we went mountain bike riding. So nice. that was, that was, you know, that was a, when we were talking about it. So we had a good ride. Apparently I was a better rider than he is. Nice. So, uh, so that was that little thing there in ourselves. That's cool. He, nonetheless, he's, he is a very cool guy, a down, down earth guy. Um, when I ran into him, I, I ran into him at the Staples Center for the Mikey um, Easter fight. Mm -hmm. And after the fight, all me and my buddies were going to Tom Irvin's to drink. Me and my cousin were, were uh, getting out of the uh, Staples Center walking over there. And we see him walking with his uh, crew of guys, and I'm like, Fernando. And I'd met him before, but I'm like, Fernando, what's up, man? He goes, What's up, Bessie? And I was like, Where are you going? He goes, Well, we're looking around. I said, We're drinking at Tom Irvin's. Let's go. He goes, Let's go. So they all, they all started following us. We went in, uh, sat down, um, and what, what, what was the, what was the, uh, what did the bartender say? We, we sat down to drink, and I said, hey, Fernando, um, order whatever you want. It's on me. But take it easy. I'm not rich like you. He started laughing. He goes, I'll tell you what, man. I'll get something. You know what I drink? I said, what? Anything you want. And he goes, water with lemon, because he was getting in shape. He was right. So I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm like, uh, I, I told the, uh, the uh, bartender, I'm like, I'll take a scotch and soda. My cousin will take this. Uh, get the champ whatever he wants. And she goes, I don't know who the champ is. I'm like, God, you don't know who Fernando Vargas is? You millennial, get out of here. Millennial. <laughs> 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 no, I don't know who Fernando Vargas is. Right. I remember you telling me that story. Yeah. Cool dude, though. Super yeah. cool. Chopped it up with us. You know, wasn't, uh, you know, wasn't on his high horse or anything. Super cool guy. Just talking boxing and, uh, yeah, cool guy. But back to um, Fernando Vargas Jr. Jr. 
El Feroz Jr. El Feroz Jr. Took took his dad's <clears throat> nickname and everything, huh? Right. Yeah. I love it. And uh, dude, he's 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 pretty fucking good. Hey, both of the sons, man. All uh, three of them. All, I mean, all three of the sons are. Dude, they, those guys. Um, one of them is actually good friends with uh, with my guy Matias, and uh, I've been I've been watching them train um, even prior to. And man, those kids are those kids are impressive. They really are. Took the pedigree from the dead for sure. Yeah, they he fought in uh, Yucatan, Mexico, and once again, boxeo Azteca. Right, <laughs> right, right. I'm telling you, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to put uh put myself on game on these uh. Up and coming boxeo Azteca fighters, bro. Cause, man, they be they yeah, be going at it. Yeah, they do. Like they be really going at it. So I I don't want to miss that. So, but dude, he won in the, I think it was like the third or fourth round knockout. Yeah. But what I didn't like was his showmanship. The showmanship. The like like after he fucking knocked him out. Right. Like he stood on top of him like. You know, like, what's up? It. Like, what's up? You I know what I mean? It. I like all that stuff. He, I, I, I like that to, a, to an extent. Um, I don't like the... I don't like when boxers get get cocky after the fact. When you come... Post-fight, yeah. Yeah, like, after post-fight, when you're out and about and you're acting cocky and, and overdoing it. Like Broner? Like Broner. Oh, yeah, Broner. That, right. That's, that's yeah. classless. But when you're, you're in the moment, it's your fight, it's probably his first... I mean, it's his debut, so it's his first knockdown. It's, it's. I mean, as a fighter, it's like, yeah, that's what we're dealing with. I love it. Yeah, I don't. Like he looked tremendous, dude. Yeah, like he, he, he looked sharp. really, really good. Like he good. belongs in there. Hell yeah. Yeah. But what killed it for me was his his uh, taunting antics. I love it. Dude. After he knocked him out. Sometimes that does get in the way. And I'm know? not a softy neither. Don't tell me it's not this. You know, like you soft. Yeah. Fuck that. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but. But for real though, I I don't know. Like I I just feel that you should have a little bit more, like more respect. I get it though. But in in the heat of the moment, you yeah. know, he's all hyped up. You know, he just sees him fall to the ground. Yeah, you want to stand you're, you're over. In, him. You're in a killer instinct. Exactly. But when you start sparring, I think you'll 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 see that. I inspire. Didn't bro. they do that? <laughs> oh, didn't there. they stop no, that no. in basketball? I mean, excuse me, in football. In other words, before remember in taunting. The, yeah. Remember back in the day, penalty. you made a foot. Oh, you yeah. know, you made a touchdown. You made that glory dance, yeah. which I enjoy the dance. Yeah, I love it. And you know, both teams were doing it, and they were saying it's kind of disrespectful. Then they Why? stopped that. Some of those best dances were good from these guys. They, had some they, were in, they were in video games. Right. They so. made it onto video games. Oh, remember uh, NFL Blitz? Yeah. Oh, yeah. All, yeah. all the taunts. Ever, man. Right. All the taunts. Then yeah. they ended up stopping You, you had to hold the button to do the taunt. And right. It was, like, it was an actual uh, part of the game. So I, I am, am I being too soft or what? In my opinion, in my opinion, dude, I love that stuff. Really? I, I don't like it out of the ring post-fight. Once your head is, is calm and, and your, your person, your own character, and you're walking around being that way then that's a different story in a good fight you're just trying to make a statement out of it yeah exactly you know it's just when um you should always show some respect in the ring no matter what and it's a you know you're a professional fighter so i I get it to a point some of it's acceptable and some of it's not it's how you do it once once it's called off he went and showed respect to the corner that's different the fight's over shake hands and sportsmanship all that good like i would understand i would understand if, if if homeboy was talking shit Throughout, if there know, was beef between press them. Press conference and all that shit. I, I, I'd be like, all right, you know what? You deserve that shit. That's what you get for talking shit. It is. Well, you know. But it, if it wasn't really like that, I don't feel like that, was, that shit was necessary. I don't even think it was a Especially taunt. in his first fight, though. I don't think it was really a taunt. He dropped him and he, he walked up to him. 
Nah, he he stood in front of him, bro, and he was like, "What's up, motherfucker?" You know what I mean? Maybe that's how I took it. Maybe he dropped him. I think it's just more of the height that he hit on me, dropped him to the ground, and just like and the fight. He ended the fight with that punch. That shit was. I don't know. Well, the first fight, he's trying to make a good statement out of it. It it he'll start growing from that, and he'll learn. So when if Eric would have done that in his first professional bout, and he would have knocked somebody out, and he would have done the same shit. What would you have said? Here's coach? where the excuse is. Are you ready? Yep. As, as two fighters, you could taunt each other. That's okay. That is where it is. Where it gets insulting is when, when a fighter insults his family. Oh yeah. Then there's a that, beef there. Does yeah, that make okay, sense? That's, a that's, that's yeah, where you yeah. can excuse it. Where you're like, yeah. you know, you were talking smack about their family. That's why it's more personal. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. If you, you know, everyone gets upset. Well, your mama. What do you say? About, what you say about my mama? <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah. then you, you, you hit a nerve. Yeah. And then he says, "Well, I'm going to punish you for saying that." That's ex- I get that, but between that's, two fighters, that's, also that's when you yeah, go between bang, two bang, fighters, you go, ding, "Hey, ding. you know what? It, it's you know <laughs> the beef is between us, and it was really not more than that in itself." Then that's when it's not excusable if you do that. So I, yeah, anything less than that, like what he did, for example, mm-hmm. like if if Eric was in, in his in his debut and he did that. Man, I'd be. Let me give you actually a, a perfect example. And you get so hyped, especially if it's somebody you know. Um, you get hyped yourself, not just within the fighter, but his 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 crew, his his camp. Um, at Matthias Radcliffe, uh, at his pro debut, my, our good friend, mutual good friend, uh, Ron Bahat, he ends up dropping the guy and gets he's banging it out with the guy and is totally beating his ass. And Ron flings past the. Uh, the security walks up onto the ring and like I, I I don't remember clearly, but I think it was like a high five where he like gets a shoulder. He's like, man, good. Like in the middle of the fight, man. I was like, you crazy. And he's like, yeah, that's our boy, man. And I'm like, right. I'm so hyped, man. So hyped. He just walks straight up to the ring, like, yeah, and security, hey, can't be here. Get out of here. I don't care. It's, it, you just get hyped, man. It's 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 crazy. All right, so I'm probably being a sissy. No, not at all. I mean, it's yeah. a good legit. It's just preference. I love it. That, that's my thing. Hey, bro, why you got your jacket on, man? You know, you gotta, you gotta floss my shirt, let player. Me see, let me, let me oh, shirt. Gotta, speaking of shirts, you gotta, me, uh, you gotta, you gotta floss my shirt, player. Hey, shout out to everybody that supported this guy, man. Thank you. Yeah, we, I'm very here's appreciative. Your shirt itself looks great. Feels so good. You, I appreciate all of y'all who uh, purchased my shirt. Thank you for the Heck support, yeah, the man. love. Uh, where the Sold shirts out. come? Where the shirts come from? Pro level. That's right, pro baby. Level. Only pro, pro level. level. It's a we, sweet shirt. We, I love we it. We dropped the design. I, I had to tell this guy, man. I, I design off of your character, and he's like, <laughs> I don't know. I, yeah, I YG, YG font. I'm like, man, listen. This is all you, man. We. Uh, the only change he made was we put sunglasses on the guy, on him, <laughs> and. Um, yeah, we dropped the design. Let me we, match uh, my design real quick. There you go. He's there you go. Put on his glasses. Oh, there it is. And, uh, there it is. You know, for all you YouTubers out there, check yeah, the video out. Check right? it out. <laughs> and, there we uh, go. Yeah, so we up. dropped the design. Nice. Made a quick adjustment. Uh, put the colors in there. We popped out the shirts, and this guy, man, it was like hot cake. But please, do not get it twisted. I am not a Raider fan. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fucking Raider fan. Lost Oakland, baby. <laughs> you know what I mean? And the verses last night with the Bay, Too Short Kev yelling now, Raider. Oh, man, don't make me get into Too Short, man. You're from Studio City. But uh, anyways, back to boxing. Yeah. Appreciate the shirt. Yeah, of course. Appreciate everybody course. who cop one. Uh, they came out dope. 
I didn't get one, but I wish I did. Uh, I didn't get one either, bro. <laughs> I didn't so. get one either, bro. So <laughs> he, he didn't switch. put himself on the list. <laughs> you have to I be privileged to get one. Hey, I forgot. to be privileged. I, I forgot to add me in the mix. Hey, <laughs> yeah, that's that's why I'm rocking my uh, my chingon sweater. Shout from out my homeboys from the Roach Clear Podcast. What's up, Dolo Prodi? There you go. Thanks for all the support. But um, appreciate you guys. We're also uh, we'll be dropping uh, Lou Almighty shirt soon and Coach El Wapo soon, and then we'll begin uh, we'll begin Eric his his own shirts too. Team Eric. Oh hell yeah! Yeah, more merch on the way. So, Triple G, Triple G. Wow, what an impressive hey, he, fight. He looked great. He looked more than great. I mean, phys- you know, physically, he looked damn good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah again, it was just an incredible fight. You know, because remember, we were judging him from his previous last fight. Mm-hmm. That's is, what I went off of. You know, how yeah. is he going to look and not look and all that? And he was just impressive to see. Me, I think what made him, like, super solid, he was wearing Laker colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, like, Roy Jones, baby. Like Roy Jones. <laughs> Roy jo- Roy Jones. Let's not talk about Roy Jones because uh, he didn't look that great. Rocking Kobe. But, hey, he looked solid. He looked very yeah. solid. I, I missed the fight. I missed the fight because I was at work. Well, but uh, I, I caught it I caught it on, it the, was, on the replay. It was very much target practicing yeah. on his opponent. His opponent was game, just was not in that kind of a caliber. Yeah. I mean, the guy had a lot of heart. You can see he had a lot of heart. Mm-hmm. He looked more physical when you, before they started fighting. And then when you start seeing it, like, oh, this guy is just getting hammered. Oh, Triple G. And Triple G, everything banger, about Triple G, his jab was good. Mm-hmm. His defense is beautiful. So oh, I, my goodness. I got, a lot of, I, got, I got a lot of slack. Everybody talking shit to me saying that I'm stupid. That I don't know shit about boxing. For, say, for, saying, <laughs> the, that, uh, for saying that he was going to lose. Yeah, well, I didn't, and, I didn't uh, see him losing. Uh, well, you know, in fact, I, I, I love this corner. It, it, it was becoming one-sided, and his corner says, he's ready to go home. He's just waiting on you. <laughs> oh, shit. <laughs> to knock him out. <laughs> actually, uh, actually, my friend, my friend Tolo from the Rose Clip Podcast, right. he hit me up. He's like, bro, you're tripping. There's no way Triple G's going to lose. He's like, he's going to fuck him up in this, by the seventh, seven-round K, seven round knockout. And I was like, nah, we'll see. And I'm at work, right? Right. He's like, hey, bro, I told you. Triple G in the seventh, and I was like, "Oh damn, bro, I'm at work." He's like, "Oh shit, sorry, Good I didn't call. mean to spoil it for you." Good call. Yeah, but, it, uh, it was for, for calling it. I'm, I'm gonna send him a shirt. There you go. I'm, I'm there gonna send him go. a shirt there for go. calling it. Nice, so, uh, you, man. Nice. Be on the lookout for that shirt, bro. It's coming. No, it it, it was a good fight. It, it was his fourth knockdown on a jab, on oh, a yeah, jab. Yeah, yeah. The guy got knocked down a jab on the sixth round. Yeah. Sixth round, and I was like, whoa. It was just a guy was just – it was a good call. When, when he went back to the corner, he didn't come out. It was just it, – it was – there was no way he was going to win. He kept throwing punches after punches and kept missing. And we're talking two and a half feet. And his defense of – when I'm talking um, Triple G's defense was beautiful. You know, you know it's – what I enjoy watching fighting, everyone likes to watch the punches. Yeah. I like seeing the defense. That's yeah, what makes – that's what really makes the fight. Me Meaning I'm in front of you, and yet you can't hit me. And you're throwing on the punches, but I'm still there. Defense wins fights. His his head movement, his head movement was, was, no, oh, was incredible. His it's timing like was if, nice. It's he's never really had head movement before. He just stood in the pocket and just threw. No, uh-huh. Triple G had Triple G. Yeah. yeah. No, he had some. Not yeah. really though. No, not not was, like his last fight. Not maybe not his last fight. I mean, remember he has a new coach and stuff. But under Abel Sanchez, he he was a pretty. I mean, a lot of people didn't want to fight him. Um, and uh, oh, I don't know. He, he's just a strong dude. And Abel used to say, you, "Abel trained him well." 
I just think, uh, I mean, Canelo's is something else, which is well. And, and let's keep in mind, yes, he's still the top middleweight. Oh, definitely, he's still the top middleweight. Definitely. He's still the big name. And at thirty-eight, and at thirty-eight you, years yeah. old. And you know what I was talking about? Remember when we were talking about his last fight? Like, you know, depending how he looks, because maybe he's aged. Yeah. He no, didn't age. Great. And I'll tell you why he didn't age watching this fight. Remember, everyone can have a bad day in boxing. Yeah. When do a fighter age? When he, they have wars. When they're fighting oh, back to yeah. back. And meeting. If you look at Triple G's fights, it's pre, you know, he is the dictator. Yeah. There's no one beating him up. Right. So he doesn't really have any body beat up and, you know, fatigue in there. He's doing the punching. He's very um, heavy-handed. There's a difference between strength. Yeah. When, you know, like some people have to force their punches, and I'll, we'll talk about that in a minute, um, but he doesn't have to. He just punches you, yeah. and he's heavy-handed. Yeah. He literally bruises you by just touching you because when you're watching him, I'm like, okay, his defense is good, and, and, and he's breaking that guy down, and, and he's just he's not really swinging hard. He's just touching him. And hurting them. And you can that, hear it, yeah. That's heavy handed. What, what is it, like a Russian thing? Like, what is it, it's something in the water? Exactly, right? <laughs> you got lip in So, I mean, right. there's, there's, there's several punches where, when it comes to power, some of them have to force their punches, you know, make sure they throw the hip into it yeah. and, you know, and, and, and swing into it, you know, which a lot of them are, do, are very successful doing it. They go, oh, you got power. You're not heavy handed, but you have power. Mm-hmm. And there's that, there's that stinging punch. And a stinging punch, who do, they're not really heavy-handed, and they don't throw power. They just know how to throw the punch at the end of it and sting you with it. And that hurts a lot. You know, where they're like, oh. So when you look at a guy, God, he doesn't look like he can hit hard. Oh, but he can sting you. And that is enough to keep you off of him. So that's, those are the kind of punches you look out for. Yeah, I've got a little story about that. I won't get into it right now, but a, a, a skinny, uh, tall, like picture Eric, a little skinnier and a little shorter. Taller than me, who isn't taller than me? But I hear that. <laughs> Man, I, I've I've sparred these muscle dudes coming in saying they they want to fight, they want to fight. Feather fisted, big buff dudes, feather fisted. Right. They weigh me by like 40, 50 pounds, and I light them up, and, and they get that look in their face, like, dude, that little hit me that hard. And it's you know, apart from the fact that they're inexperienced, but um, you know, it's, sometimes it's deceiving. I've, oh, yeah. I'm telling you, I've sparred this skinny kid, and I've had. You know, the blocks, elbows in, and just lighten up the body. And, and he was a little more experienced than me, but I took him lightly because he was so skinny and right. lanky, and he had this nasty jab. And I remember for two days afterwards, I had, like, not bruising, because, you know, you get bruising on the elbows from the body shots that you block. Like nuts. But, dude, like, inside, my I couldn't breathe my freaking ribs. I'm like, dude, is my rib broken? I can't take a deep breath. Like, that kid was so heavy-handed like i don't know if it was like bone density or what i was hurt like right inside my elbows like uh, yeah i touched my elbows and i'm like ouch dude that dude beat the shit out of me skinny kid that's why i'm not sparring guys i'm just losing oh, yeah, weight you are Hell get him nah. in there i don't want to fuck nobody up <laughs> that's the attitude yeah. that's the attitude yeah. but but uh, back to triple g man yeah that, i don't know what it is so I mean, you don't think man, he's on his way down uh, no. no man you know th- this. This because I, I was I was just I was just talking to uh, to Lugayo Negro, Johnny, mm-hmm. on my way over here. He's like, oh, he he doesn't look as good as he used to. He's he's on his way out. I mean, and I was like, how can you say that, dude? Right. With the Do fight, you think the he's performance? changing? 
you think he, like he's changing his fighting style now, or do you think he's still sticking to what he's known? You know? Nah, I don't think he's sticking to what he used to, like that Mexican style fighting him. I don't think he's becoming more elusive, huh? Yeah, he's he's, he's becoming he's more of a boxer. To, he's supposed to. He's thirty eight. Yeah, he's becoming more of a boxer than he is a brawler. He was a heat and I and I saw that and I and I saw that you know on Friday that he's not he's not looking to to go in there and just brawl and fuck you up. He's actually boxing. He's moving. He's picking his shots. I agree. And keep keep he's, in mind what also he also did history there that night. Um, oh yeah, the he most passed defense, up. Uh, the most defense oh, yeah. was twenty, which is Bernard Hopkins. Hopkins. Yeah, he, that's the twenty-first as a middleweight. He defended it more times yeah. than Hop- Hopkins. Hold the record. Hopkins probably saying, "Damn it!" But <laughs> but that's that right. is keep that's that in right. mind. Yeah. We're gonna get him out of retirement now. That was a that the history was made <laughs> on Friday. He defended his title twenty-one times. Yeah. That's twenty-first. That's that's incredible. That's impressive. So that's to say good. he's changing his style, like I said, right now I go, oh, he still holds the top middleweight. Um, you can't. I guess you know we were judging him on his last fight, which is understandable, being his his age. Yeah. But he he looked new. He looked young. Yeah, he looked he great. Looked, his great. body was in shape. And he's I, strong. You know he's he's crazy strong, and I will tell you why. Um, I was watching a video of him where he was with a heavyweight, and it's a boxer, and they were doing a squeezing of the handshake, and and his heavyweight, you know, squeezing um, Triple G's hands, and right away reversed it, where he he was like, oh. Triple G had stronger a handshake a grip, yeah. and the grip when they were just playing that game of who you know who's stronger between the hands and the heavyweight guy had to let go of it goes oh you know he goes let's go back at it again and he realized he goes it's strong not just guy. it's yeah, hey, yeah. Triple G's a strong guy that's why I said heavy handed those hands are are, are strong well, have you seen the workout he does for his grip right yeah, he just has some crazy workouts what does he man. do he has like he holds, he holds a kettlebell and he all he does is rotate it. But it's all just the form. He lays it down so he has no momentum. He just grabs it and flips it. Grabs it and flips it. He's really? just flipping the kettlebell back and forth. Man, think about it. Like, all the weights over here. Yeah. He has like a 20-pound kettlebell. And he, and he just rotates it over? Just flipping back and forth. Yeah, he he's very strong. Very impressive. Yeah, it's, yeah. it's crazy. No, I'm, I'm with it. I'm, I'm, uh, I'm at 38. I, I agree with Coach. He's, he's a top middleweight still. So who's next? And, uh, well, that's another good question. That's a good one. You know, the doors are open for him now because, again, he's still the top 160 middleweight out there. Who's out there? For the middleweights? Ooh. Well, obviously, let's be honest, what people really want to see. Canelo. Canelo. And Canelo won presently Saturday. Um, oh. anyway, let's, let's jump onto him before we go on to, to Triple G. That was a good night of fight. Um, again, Canelo fought a guy that was six inches taller, seven inches in length advantage. And the math is really simple. When you're when you have that height, that reach, you know what? Let's make this a boxing match. Yeah. Let's. Mm-hmm. I don't need this guy to get close to me. I gotta double up my jab, triple up my jab. Mm-hmm. Um, you know. Fight on the outside. Fight on the sure. outside. Stay tall. Didn't see any of that. Um, I was waiting. I go. You can't throw one jab at a time. It allows Canelo to walk in, and his back sapping was wasn't really well backing up correctly, moving to the angles. He just. He was being caught every time. The shorter guy just walked in, and yeah. and again, even Canelo's defense was also incredible. Oh, I was like, but you know, wow, also, look at his defense. Also, um, his uh, his length, like he didn't adjust correctly. Because when he counts, uh, Count Smith, right? Because when he would he would want to throw a punch, like he was too close. Yeah. So it was yeah, yeah, yeah. it was it was a bullshit ass hit. And, and not, it's not, it's and not it wasn't just him. It was Canelo. He was. Inside, he was outside, he was stalking him down. And Canelo has a great, like, think about that. 
Canelo was walking him down. Right. And cutting off the ring. He wasn't letting him go anywhere. He yeah. wasn't he wasn't following and cha- and following him and chasing him. He was cutting him off. And keep he in mind, yeah, he's shit a- out of him. Colin Smith is a 168 world champion. Yeah, it, undefeated. That, undefeated. That's his weight, and he yep. was taken to school. Yeah, for he, the for the length, for the length and the height right. advantage, for Canelo to throw a double jab and an uppercut and fucking land all three, you're doing something wrong. I, I had a right. couple of people texting prior to the fight, and they were like, "Have you seen the the height different?" I said, "Yeah, I have." Oh my God, Canelo's in for a long night. And I said, "I, I, I don't know." Thing. Because so was Chavez Jr. So although we we, you know, I had way higher expectations for that fight. For That's what everybody did. But uh, <laughs> uh, we had Chavez Jr. and then we had Crusher Kovalev, which was a boogeyman in that weight at that time. I mean, he gave Andre Ward, and that was a bigger weight. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they were they all towered Canelo and Canelo. <clears throat> put put a tape of, of Canelo's fight last night to Canelo when he fought. Whoever Shane Mosley or um, whoever back then, it's a to- it's it's such an he's fight. clearly fight. improved super drastically. Improved. Yes, Hell yeah. drastically. Every like, fight, bro, he's getting better. better. He's and getting better, 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 and I agree. Better. Cutting off the ring, he's not chasing him. He's cutting him off, and he's he's he his shots are so much more precise, powerful. Uh, he he faints one. He he finds his way around the guard, and and he that guy was hurt. He he I think he was hesitant. To, to trade with Canelo, even though he had the, the high He felt advantage. his power, dude. Exactly. Right. He felt his power. power. He was scared of the power. And and then he was also hesitant to let off first because he's going to get countered all night. Because you saw when he was trying to throw the jab, Canelo would miss. Yeah, and he and, countered. And throw straight. Yeah. Right. He'd touch him. He'd touch him every mm-hmm. single time. So I think that's why he was like, man, fuck oh, yeah. He was yeah. giving him a lot of respect because he wasn't being aggressive. Well, when he was being aggressive, I go, you were already beat up. Yeah. It was to the point where Canelo's like, I'm not even afraid of you. And it's, yeah. it's, no respect. It's not at all. In fact, you, you, you Paul Calm, he threw like four or six punches. Miss, 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 yeah. miss. And it was like, it's very frustrating when you're fighting someone. Uh, again, you're two and a half feet of distance. Mm-hmm. And you're letting both hands go and not one's landing. It's, yeah. And then... And receive punches coming yeah, back. Exactly. And it's just really, that's misses. exactly what it was. It was target practicing. Again, oh, um, again, Canelo had a good rhythm of defense where he just stood, couldn't get hit. Yeah. And to me, I appreciate that a lot when I go, wow, look at that. You went all these rounds without getting touched. And again, it was, and you saw Canelo walking forward, but there was no fear. He goes, you can't even hit me. And even when, even when they both fired at the same time, clearly the Canelo's punch was way more devastating because oh, they both hit yeah. right. each other at the same time. And, and that shit hurt me. Like, holy shit. Oh, no. I'm, yeah. I'm, I'm backpedaling. Yeah, I'm it, it, it went all 12 rounds. But, again, the reason I believe why I went 12 rounds is that Smith realized, you know, his brother fought him. Mm-hmm. You know, he's like, this is going to look real bad that we both fought Canelo and we both got knocked out. <laughs> but his brother did better than he did. In, the, in that fight, he did, other than he got knocked out. Yeah, 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 yeah. It was a survival yeah, mode. When you're in a survival mode, you can last a little longer, meaning I'm, I'm going to keep my distance. Yeah, I just want to get to the 12th round. I, um, the, other, the other brother was like, screwed, I'm going to go for it, and he got stopped. Right. But um, imagine the dad, man. Right. He's like, both of, it both looked like Canelo. <laughs> it looked like Canelo fought Groot. From Guardians of the Galaxy, <laughs> right? And didn't give a shit. He was like Rocket Raccoon coming in, like, "Let's go, let's go!" Imagine the dad. He's like, "Jesus, I got two top." Le- uh, Count Smith was right in the UK, a top level fighter. 
got beat up by a short red-headed Mexican. Yep. Jeez, man. You know? But much respect, much respect to Callum at the same time because he took some devastating uppercuts. He took a beating. And he didn't. I'm telling you. He got hurt, but he didn't go down. No, he got beat. When he got stuck with the double jab and the third uppercut. Oh, yeah. It was pretty bad. That's why I say you could go to his brother. He beat us, but I didn't go down. Yeah. Hey, but all the Canelo haters out there, bro. If you had one over last night. I had a Canelo hater last night. Yes. If you are a Canelo hater in this day and age, it's not even just from last night, but prior to that. If you're a Canelo hater still, you don't know shit about boxing. True. Dude, that, he gave Canelo like what? Like six, seven rounds last night? Oh, my goodness. We had, <laughs> I like, had a guest where? at my house and because um, he was looking at the size difference. And he's, he's very educated in boxing, but he was like, oh, my goodness. Look at the size difference. You know, six inches taller, seven inches of length. All this guy's got to do is sit back and just double jab, triple jab, sit mm. back. True. Wasn't being done. Easier said than done. Canelo, again, has just walked him through. And the reason why he walked him through was because of his awesome defense of his head movement, his rhythm, timing them, watching his punches. And, again, what I always tell my fighters, you always have to look at your opponent. You can never turn your head away because that's where the punches hurt. You don't see the punches coming. That's what hurts. But Canelo always looking where the punches were coming. And, that's you know, he walked him through. You know, it was a – a successful fight. What I love about Canelo, he takes all challenges. He does not back down to nobody. Nobody. Yeah. I mean, because normally in the average, be like, I'm not going against someone that big. That's too. T- the odds are against me. Yeah. And, and he's proven everybody wrong. I think Canelo at this point is fighting for uh, to solidify for glory to solidify his um, his um, best Mexican you know, ever. Yeah. I well, mean, he's, 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 he's fighting for his legacy there. now. He is because it's Evan Chavez for sure. Well, well hold yeah. on, hold on. You know, uh, the great. When it comes to the Mexican fighters, everyone knows Salvador Sanchez. Oh, yeah. They rate him as the number one fighter. You know, even Chavez says, well, who's your best fighter? Salvador Sanchez, excuse me. Then we all know Chavez. Chavez. You know, Chavez that's another legend. Senior legendary. Yeah, so, but, you know, you got to admit, Canelo's got <laughs> But Canelo's got to be up there with him now. You know, he says, you know, if you're going to have a conversation of the great Mexican fighters other than Salvador Sanchez, Julio Cesar Chavez Sr., I'm in that mix. Yeah. He can honestly say that. And do you think he has the potential to surpass Chavez? It's a different game. It's yeah, a different it time. is a different area. Yeah. This is a different era. A lot of the boxers now, even though it's smart, they fight. They fight for the money. Yeah, it's more and of a then, business. Exactly, more of a business. Canelo, I think he's past that. He's rich as shit. True. He's got a huge contract. Whether he's out of it, I'm sure he's going to get another one. He's now fighting for like, send me the names. I'm that good. He knows he's that good. His people know he's that good. And now he's coming to solidify his name. All that's right. What he's, that's what he's working so, on. So, I think on the last episode, we talked about prima donnas and shit, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Right? And then we say that Miguel, I mean, Miguel Cotto was a prima donna. Right. Yeah. Right? For sure. Because he's always, he wants to like, the demands. The it's the demands. Demands. Yeah. So last night, <clears throat> what I didn't like, the fact that they're fighting for Callum Smith's belt. Yeah, the WBA. Right? Yeah. Callum Smith is a fucking champion. Right. Right. Well, okay, was a champion. Why did he get a regular, degular, bootleg-ass entrance? <laughs> right? And Canelo, who's, who's fighting... You call them out for his belt. In a vacant. I think they fought for a vacant. Team. Right. Vacant. Correct. He gets, you know, the big-ass introduction, 
the Rocky <laughs> theme song with fucking mariachis and shit. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You got the folklorico dancers. Hey, that's a page out of uh, Prince Nazim's um, book. So I don't understand how and why he got called out like a champion, which he is, right? But not in this fight. Not, not, not in that weight. Not in that weight So, class. So why, why, why that? And I, I think it's just because he's a bigger name. He's the one that draws more attention. But you, you're not respecting Count Smith as a champion. Which that's is true. true. And that's yeah, the rule of thumb. I will agree with that. It, that, was, it was his belt. It was, exactly. it was his belt. Yeah. So, you know, I feel like, Anello, you got to fucking humble yourself sometimes, You know what? Bro. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'll, I'll give you that for sure. If, if you're the... If you're the a-list superstar and Canelo is probably pro- not probably he's the face of boxing he's the man in boxing regardless if you're coming to someone's weight class for their belt you got to give that champion his respect like, I don't care if you do the billing where your name's first Canelo versus Smith keep the billing in that way for marketing purposes or whatever but give the champion his respect and, and he he got him. no like Callum Smith got no fucking respect Didn't last he get night food? <laughs> When he came out, or maybe got you know, food. you know what? Um, and I think your wife touched about that last night. <laughs> right. The uh, booze, the the booze dur- during the national anthem, right? Which oh. is very disrespectful. Yeah, you know, like me as a Mexican, bro. There was a ninety percent Mexican crowd last night in Texas. Yeah, yeah. As as a Mexican, bro, that like that shit makes me feel bad because you're not showing respect to other countries, to other right. national anthems. Yeah. And and me, I don't like that. You know what I mean? Like, we have to have class. We have to have respect for other nationalities, not just us. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm, I'm it's true. totally with that. And, yeah, uh, yeah, you got to respect that. That's one thing that, that bothered me last night, and I'm glad that your wife uh, pointed that shit she out. She pointed because, it out, correct. Because I was like, man, it, it, that type of shit, bro, it, it bugs me. Because It should. Because, you know, like, I, I pride myself on respect, yeah. and uh, you respect me, I'm going to respect you back. Like, there's no, there's no reason why, oh, well, just because Canelo's fighting, like, that's cool, but you still got to show the other opponent respect. Absolutely. And that's one thing that I felt that uh, the culture, the Mexican culture, I can say, uh, didn't have that respect during his national anthem. And you, you, I got to give you that one because I think as, uh, as Mexicans, we, we, we are so prideful sometimes that we're like ride or die to the death for you know and that's cool we, that I, that's cool right. that's cool bro but the there, there's there's boundaries there's yeah. boundaries yeah. Yeah. where you have to respect the other opponent yeah. you have to respect his culture you have to respect his country yeah like you can't just sit there and be a dick and be like boo yeah. fuck you that shit ain't yeah. feel right as an american yeah. going to germany yeah. and, 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 and being booed you'll understand yeah. that like hey he's an american you know what right. it, it does show signs of disrespect no, well i did get that i did get that when i went to germany a long time ago with my friend like ah oh, fucking americans hi fuck you i'm mexican <laughs> oh hey come have a beer with me <laughs> i had to pull my mexican card out there bro <laughs> Because they were treating me like shit. Right. So I know what it feels like. You know what I mean? So, like, I feel, I, I just feel that, like, us as, as, as Mexicans, Americans, like, we have to, we have to show respect. Right, of course. Yeah. You know and you what know what, I mean? what? That starts with your generation. You teach your kids that. Oh, bro, my kids, my, kids are, my kids are very respectful. Yeah, you got to be that way. You got to break that, that, that macho man, I don't care about anybody mentality. No, for sure. And you know what, man? I, I didn't know, man, I didn't know you had that in you. Probably, yeah, man. bro. Yeah. Hey, no, I'm out. just saying, like, you know, my dad raised me right. My mom raised me right. Yeah. Oh, very you know good. I mean? and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And no, I just, I, I don't like, I don't like that. I, dude, if my kids ever done some shit like that, bro, 
I'm telling you, that cinto's coming out. The cinto, bro. You know what I mean? <laughs> sure. Fuck um, the chancla. The cinto's coming out. <laughs> I'm very familiar also, with the cinto. Because also, also if, if you really looked at it, above the ring where they have the LED lights, yeah. it said Saul Canelo Alvarez versus Smith. <laughs> not even his whole fucking name, dog. <laughs> that that's that that, that shit is disrespectful right. well, to that a part, champion. I, that part is, is marketing. So you you want to see Canelo's Canelo carry? I'm sure carried that, especially in the United States, carried that whole fight with with the name. Um, a lot of people, the general public, I guarantee didn't know who uh, Kellen Smith was. Not so at they all. They had to market that in a sense. But as far as the champion walking in, giving him respect, I'm totally with that. But dude, he's a champion, bro. Well, that is true. Now let's, of course, he was a champion. Ma- was didn't make him look like, you know. So now, what happens for Canelo? Where does he go from here? Oh, I got some names I can throw out there. Who's your, who's the top of your list? Oh, the top of my list. Say top three. I, I don't want to be biased, man. Uh, You're biased, bro. I am. <laughs> I, top of my list, I want to say either throw in there uh, Jamal Charlo or Benavides. Ooh, Benavides. Ooh, yeah. that's a nice one. Yeah, that, throw those guys in there. He's I'd rather see Benavides than, than the Charlo. But well, then yeah. he does a, now yeah. he's, he's good. Again, it's that marketing again. Is it really – we know who he is, but do other people know who he is? Ooh, which one? Benavides. 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 Yeah. He's up and coming. So uh, Still, I think. Like, I think not up and coming. He's in the building. He's in the building. Name, you, know but, boxing, oh, okay. you know he's the top. Yeah, if you know right. boxing, you know Benavides. Exactly. Okay, well, half of our listeners don't – no boxing like you guys know okay, boxing. Okay, so, so let me because I don't even know, know boxing how yeah. you guys know boxing. Let me give boxing. you a quick synopsis. Um, Jamal Charlo is one of two lions. Uh, there's two. There's two twins in uh, in boxing at one. Shout out to H Town from Texas and 160. They were both. They both campaigned at 154 and dominated. Uh, one one is a little bigger, so he moved up to 160, which is Jamal. That's the guy I'm talking about. These guys are. Fully into their name, lions only. Um, guys are lions. They don't come to, um, to to play your your strategy. They come in with their intentions. They're not looking for judges. They're coming to take you out. And everyone thrown their way. Um, Trout, um, Lubin, uh, Erickson Lubin. You got um, uh, J Rock Williams. All these guys. All the guys people were afraid of at 154 got not beat. Got slept got dropped nasty by these guys if, if you guys have a chance and want to see some exciting fighters look up highlights on jermel and jamal they look identical the guys are right oh my god the guys are brutal and i'm a huge fan of those guys and and uh also errol spence the guy we talked about on the first episode he's not ready for a canelo bro no 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 he's campaigning to get a canelo fight i i they're, they're, the weight difference is too much no, no. but but the reason Hell i bring no. up errol spence is uh, because his name was dropped last night, potentially, and Canelo's like, bring whoever, but I don't think that'll happen. But Errol Spence trains with one of the Charlos, and he's sparring them consistently. That's why when he goes back down to 47, he's fighting bigger guys all the time. He's sparring bigger guys like the Charlos. High, that's high-level stuff. Good sparring stuff. partners. Yeah. So they go back down. he goes back down to 147 fighting smaller guys. No problem. That's how, that's how he was able to take Danny's shots and Sean Porter's aggressive style. It's, he's used to it. But that's hmm. who the Charlos are, man. Look them up. Those guys. And Benavides is right there with them. I like Benavides, too. Benavides is nasty. That dude's fucking that he is. nasty. Uh, Bubu Andrade. Andrade. I say Andrade. It's Andrade. 
um, he was commentating. He's been looking for Canelo for like two years. Oh no shit. Yeah, although I don't think that'll be such a, um, in, I don't want to say interesting, such an appealing fight, uh, just because of his style. He's I agree. Technical. I agree on that one. And people want to see Canelo is is a people want to see Canelo and Triple G again. You think they so? I do. I, I do believe that. That's so? really that's always going to be that's, the main, huh? that's, major that's, talk about it. Is yeah. The, yeah, the problem yeah. is between them both. Here's the problem: um, one is at 160, one's at 168, who's yeah. also fought bigger. Now, they're both going to claim they're in the A list. Obviously, sure. Canelo's going to say, "I'm no matter what, I am the A list." Oh, yeah, look at and last night again. That's where that disrespect Triple G goes. I've never lost, and the only loss I have is what they gave you. Mm-hmm. So. You're not the A-list with me, which that's it's going to cause a problem. Now, if there is a fight, where, where do we meet? Do we meet at 160 or 168? Oh, now, that's question. really the challenge right there because that's probably the issue. Right now, it's a weight issue. Before we get to the money, you got to figure out, is it a catcher weight at 165? It says, you know, if, you know, if Canelo says, I can drop to 165 if you want to come up to 165, which is very possible. Again, you know, there is an age difference about eight years. Mm-hmm. You know, um, oh, but you, right. you doesn't look it when you were watching Triple G. Now, between the powers, they both have great defense. Now, let's talk about the power. Okay, so if you really sit back and watch, Triple G's power is, hand, is, is really heavy puncher. He doesn't, he doesn't swing. He just punches and hurts people. Very precise. Very precise. So when he, when he throws and lands, you feel his punches. Where Canelo... F- he, he doesn't – he forces his punches with the power. He swings into it, which is nothing wrong with it. When yeah, he, when more, he, he gets you afraid of his punches, and that's what he, – He commits to his power by, by throwing into it, by throwing his body into it, which, you know, so there it goes. So you, you have two guys with good power. Um, again, when you watch the, the previous fights before, the, you know, you know Triple G has power because Canelo was respecting it. Yeah. You know, he wasn't go. I'm going to walk you down. I'm going to walk you down. He respects. <clears throat> he walked can- away. <laughs> he, he walked away. So, therefore, you know, Can- you know, Canelo respects him. He's like, you know, you do have power. And with your defense. Because if you watch it, there was, they were not getting each other clean punches because of their defense. Yeah, and, defense. again, we're watching a fight again. They're both good. Their defense got better. The movement got better. Um, now is really the power. goes, you, get, you hit me, I hit you. So, again, it's, it's, a, it's a 12-rounder fight. You can't really say, oh, Canelo's going to knock him out. Or Triple G. Triple G is not going to knock Canelo. Canelo looks like he could take a punch, and he showed it. Yeah, so, therefore, it really brings a good fight to it again. And, it, again, it's a drama fight because, again, we all know the first fight wasn't a draw. We all know that. No one's, right. There's no one really saying that it was a draw. Right. Now, again, you can make a good argument about the second fight, meaning Canelo won the fight. Um, he did. I don't believe he won the fight. <laughs> I, I, I felt that, that Triple G won the fight. In fact, if, if there was a draw, that should have been a draw. And it, so it really makes it for a third so fight. So it really does make it for a third fight. It does. I, it really, I, I, the I drama's always, there. I was always, I, I always looked at it like, um, I looked at it like the third fight would be in favor for Canelo. And I think, I think his camp would look at it like, <clears throat> you're going to, you're going to, you're going to, Rebuttal with weight and money? No thanks. We're not interested. That's what I think. And it's very and that's very again. That's the, that's the issue. You're gonna, you're going to talk about money. Who's going to make the money? It would be Canelo. Canelo. Well, let's let's yeah, we know that it's going to be. He's going to make the money. Yeah. Um, it's really the weight issue. It's really mm-hmm. if they decide because they were both 
he's not they were both asked secret. about each other and they're like if it happens it happens you know i'm not they're not gonna say i'm gonna run away from them but it, they know it's like if i'm gonna fight canelo what is my weight you know what are we gonna talk about weight canelo's thinking the same thing what's the weight you know he's not coming down to 160 anymore we don't know well if he if he says that he's a fucking badass and he wants to take on anybody he's why should he's he's willing to go to weight to go down on weight to fight spence, spence. Yep. But he so may not. Did he say that? Did he, he did. He this? said he'll come down to fight Spence at that yep. weight. At really? 60. Yeah. So, yep. therefore. I don't think Spence is ready no, for Spence that. But says Spence is not. No, let's not no, go there. Hell no. Now, is he willing to go say, well, okay, I'll fight, I'll fight Triple, G, Triple G at 160? That is, if, if he's willing to do that, then we got to fight. If he's willing to say, I'll fight you at 160, then we have a fight. I, because I don't see Triple G backing down on that. No. Because you're fighting, you know, again, those are the two D top middleweights out there biggest names out there and it really again it'll make a good fight in other words the publics want to see good fights yeah, yeah, and, yeah. And, and again just to go around and go around and chasing away again because if triple g says okay my next fight's gonna be this guy oh are you kidding me or canelo this is my next fight people are gonna bad mouth it right. what they want to hear is all right let's see these gladiators go at it and i, I actually um let me retract some of my uh some of my <clears throat> statements there a couple seconds earlier yeah. because I forget Canelo is pretty much a free agent. Correct. Even he's he's, he's uh, partnered with his own. He can he can pretty much fight whoever he wants. He's not tied into Golden Boy. Golden Boy doesn't have to. And who's promoting um, Canelo? I mean Triple G. Triple G. Um, I, he's on the zone. He's on the zone. It, it makes it simple. The, that's that right. makes the fight happen that's right there. True. You can't you can't use. The other guy against are like, oh, promoters. You know, I like this DAZN because they they are game to fight. Right. You know, any network. I think the only the only guys that are that are not playing ball much is uh, top, top rank. rank and Golden Boy. Right, which is true. Because PBC, PBC is like, bring it, bring so, bring bring the stable. I do like PBC though too. PBC is awesome. They they always got some good shit all the they, time. Well, they do. Um, but again, let's you know, is this fight going to happen between Triple J and Canelo? You know, people are going to stew on it and see what ha what time goes on. I hope so. So if that doesn't happen, if that doesn't happen, who do you want uh, Triple G to fight next, and who do you want Canelo to fight next? Well, that's a good one. I mean, they both have good opponents to fight whoever they really want. Um, so there's a lot of top names out there. Um, like, well, again, this is the thing: do we really want to bring them up or not? I, in my opinion: I want to bring those other people up because I go, I don't want to see that. I really want to see Canelo on Triple G. That, other than that, because you bring in, it's coming like, oh, you're avoiding. There's that word, you're avoiding. Yeah. Let's make it happen. They're both from the zone, you know, so there's really no excuse. Let's figure out, are you guys going to figure out, again, it's the weight class. What weight class are you guys willing to fight? Is there going to be a catcher weight? Really, that's really what needs to happen. As for having a, you know, another conversation, oh, maybe you should fight this guy. You're not going to like it. You're just not going to like it. So if they if they put up a Triple G and a Charlo, and then Canelo and the other Charlo, oh, that'd be crazy. Oh. That no, now that no, one Charlo one Charlo's at one fifty four. Yeah, and I think just, he's gonna wipe out that whole division first. He's got a he's got a couple of guys in front of him at one fifty four. So it's only one Charlo that's at one sixty. Right. But that dude's game to fight. Anybody. And, and again, the Charlo brothers, I I get it, but even if it happens, you're still gonna be talking smack about it. Yeah. And again, what, and, and again, what makes more money for them? Oh, yeah, the them really that, let's, let's keep that in mind. That's why they fight. That's why, they, and that, they're prize fighters. You know, like, yeah, I could, but I'm giving him an opportunity for less money and taking a risk on a loss or looking bad 
when I should have walked away with this one and made more money. And it's really about more money, more money, more money. So that's more really money, more that's, that's, that's also the kryptonite. Let me let me just let me give you a quick synopsis on that. Uh, Andy Ruiz <laughs> yeah. takes a yeah. fight on a two week notice, dethrones the champion. Yep. Anthony Joshua, he is he set himself on a on a on a foundation per se to to basically command his paycheck for the rest of his career. All he had to do was not eat the tacos, right? Stay in the gym. If somebody around him was like, "Don't buy that, don't buy that mansion right now. Don't buy that Rolls Royce. Don't buy the watches. Don't do anything. Train your ass off because the other dude's coming to take your head off." Hey, bro, no tacos, no life. Well, keep in mind that was his only last payday. That's his last big. That was his last big payday. But that's his fault. If he would have taken the money and said, "Look, I'm gonna act like I never got that money. I'm gonna come." Because there was a rematch clause. He couldn't fight anyone until he fought uh, Anthony Joshua. Correct. The rematch got made right away because Anthony Joshua said, I underestimated the guy, whatever, the, no excuses. I'm going to train. I'll do what I got to do because that's a champion mentality. Ruiz was like, dang, look at all these millions of dollars. Let me get, let, let me get the taco. I'll, I'll, I'll be honest. Guacamole. Ruiz felt like he won the lotto, and I'll tell you why. Oh, yes. Because when they said um, he didn't want the rematch in the beginning. And they said, you have to. You have to. It's a rematch. It, it, it's in the clause. Yeah. And he realized, oh, it's in the contract. I remember when he had that expression, oh, it's in the contract. And I don't th- if he had a chance to walk away with it, he would have done it. Probably. But he had to. And again, he, t- he did the worst way out of it. I'm just going to gain weight where you can't hurt me. And, and hoping my he, speed would, would scare him enough. The, a lot of people were saying they couldn't find him in the gym, right? Right. Very yeah. much so. Yeah. And, Very and much so. Dude, he should have been training, training training and then more training even his dad called hey, him out he's, he's he's training now bro and he well, he's training now really now good. but look, think about it that's after the fact now look what you fu- you fumble your right. opportunity to command your paycheck of 10 20 million a pop and, and really go through and make this incredible career for yourself because he has the talent he yeah. just didn't have the dedication and i said it to a ton of people I'm not saying he's the man yet. He's got to prove him because he's got to get through Anthony Joshua again. Oh yeah, but Ruiz, Ruiz, Ruiz. I'm like he's if he, he made I history have, as the first as a first Mexican to be the heavyweight champion, that, mm-hmm. and he just let it go. He let it go. He exactly. let it go. So now he's training with Canelo's camp, and he looks not, good, bro. I don't care if he looks good. He his paycheck's yes. not going to look as good yes. as if he would have. Which is true. Joshua's Looking twice. good is more than just showing good. Exactly. So think about if he would have stayed on point and beat Joshua again. Right, Dude, he'd have been the man. Right. He's back the to square man. one. Exactly, he's back to square one. He has yeah, to work he didn't went one up. round from that fight. Not no. one round. He looked terrible. Lost. Yeah. Did you see? He let he let people like me and the general public that that was rooting for him. Although I knew I'm like, oh, he he came in heavier than the first time. Yeah. And I heard I was hearing through the grapevine they can't find him in the gym. They can't find him for sparring. Oh, no, he's, he's he's not in it. He's not in it to win it. And he came, showed up, and wasn't in it to win it. So now he, he doesn't command that that paycheck. The only time he was showing up, it was to the parties. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and to the he was showing up, too. Yeah, that's, that's, that was well known. Yeah. He was going to parties. You know, he was like, oh, my God, fame, women. Did you, you know, see people. when a... Uh, Tyson Fury called him a fucking burrito. <laughs> <laughs> Back to Tyson Fury. Pretty much, yeah. I freaking yes. love that guy, man. Yeah. God, the way that... That see, is... That's the like antics that, that I'm talking burrito, about. That fat burrito, he ain't got shit but on me. The, the whole Fernando Vargas <laughs> antics and the, 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 
that's what uh, Tyson Fury has. I love it, bro. I yeah. eat it up. I wrap that up in a burrito, I eat it. <laughs> well, keep this in mind. If you want to be famous, it's really be being loud. You, you have, have to be, be loud. Be because think about it. I'll tell you why. Triple G, as a boxing fan, you know who that man is. But you don't know his voice. But you don't hear his that, voice because he's very respectful. Yeah. You know, um, you know, he doesn't make the drama show. He's, that's how good he is. Beautiful, beautiful example. And my biggest example prior to Triple G was uh, Andre Ward. Oh, exa- exactly. Beautiful. Andre that Ward. That guy was, if, right after Mayweather retired, he was the number one pound for pound in my book. He was. Had never lost a fight since he was like 12 years old. The guy was an extremely, almost a perfect boxer, but he was so, he, you know, was a, God, a man of God. His, his nickname was Son of God. Right. And um, apart from the fact that he's from Oaktown, yeah. he, um, he was just a great boxer and not a lot of people knew him. No. I used to tell people, like, who's that? Andre Ward? It's like, oh, only the they, best boxer out right they now. They go, dude. who's Andre Ward? I go, I go, think of him as an oversized Floyd Mayweather Jr. Exactly. I go, they go, what? I go. He's like a Mayweather, just a bigger size. And I said, he should be more known. Yep. But again, he's a, he was a very respectful, very quiet respectful. guy. Very very he, well he did all his talking in the ring. Mm-hmm. And so outside of the ring, you don't know who he is. Yep. Like some of these other guys that yep. like, don't really des- deserve to be known because outside they're so loud. Yep. And like On Ryan, Instagram. Like Ryan Garcia is like, for, he'll he'll give you an example. He's yeah. known for his Instagram. Yeah. Who are the boxers? You talk about that. Yeah, yeah, he's known for yeah, his Instagram. Exactly. You know, you look at this, you're like, oh, damn, he's got a big following. Yeah. So, hey, Ryan Garcia, was did he start on Instagram and YouTube and became a boxer? I don't or know. was he a no, boxer? No, no, he was always a fighter. He was, he was a boxer. A fighter, but he, just recently, he blew up. I don't know for what reason. But. Well, he's a pretty boy. No, nah, because he, he uploads a, a lot of his videos where he's, like, super fast, hitting the bag, yeah. hits, moving. He's, he's got, he's got speed, videos. no doubt, but does he have this? Amir Khan has incredible speed, uh, hand speed. Right. But he's what, not as popular. But he, he's not as popular. Not only, well, I mean, he is in the UK. He's super, the UK, super popular over there. But he has no chin. Sometimes he lacks movement. Um, his flurries are sometimes a little sloppy. You know, he got beat by a, by a, a lot of top-name guys. And Ryan Garcia, I think, to me, right now, he's not as good as people are making him out to be. Ryan he's Garcia. more popular than he is. Uh, and I agree with you on that. Because well, here's my problem, what I see with him. Does he have fast hands? Well, without a doubt. Yeah. They're, they're fast. Super fast. In fact, you know, his hands are doing all the, all the fighting. Yeah, yeah. Meaning when I say that, I don't see the footwork. I don't see the balance. I don't see the head movement. He stands up straight. Yeah, he does. Forward. Yep. Um, he doesn't move much. He's waiting for that left, right? And he's eventually, like I said, he's got good timing. What after as you get older, you start losing your timing, and you're gonna have issues with a boxer. Again, yep. there's that boxer coming in where he's like, you know, shifting from one side to the other, tripling his jabs, you know, single jab, right hand, hook, come in, walk out, and he doesn't do any of that. No. You know, it, it, again, he just stands there really looking pretty, and he just times you when you walk in, and he's got those fast hands with that hook, yep. boom. You know, again, against another high caliber. We'll see that and say, yeah, I'm not right. really walking into your punches. So, so he's fighting Luke Campbell, which right. is, which is this Saturday. You know, he, Luke Campbell, you know, he, what gets me about Luke Campbell is that he went 12 rounds with Lomachenko. He did. And that alone, that's hard enough. Yeah, and right. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. means he, he, could, he could, you know, he sit g- there and give you some, give you some, be evasive, you know, elusive and fight back. He's going to fight back. And, you know, who is Ryan Garcia really fought? No, he has. Really he doesn't names. see for this all, is his first all big of, name. 
I think he's everyone fighting. is free to drop a comment and drop your opinion. I don't care if you watch boxing twice a year or three times a day. Drop a comment and let me know your opinion. But I'll go on record saying it right now. He just called out Devin Haney, Teofimo Lopez, and Tank Davis to fight him now. I, pro- I promise you this, and I'll bet money on with anyone. If he fights Tank next year, he gets laid out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Tank well, will eat that dude up. Well, I no, so. January 2nd, that's when the fight is for, for, for uh, Luke Campbell, Campbell, yeah, Campbell yeah, and all that So with, with Ryan. So that, that's really interesting to see because that – What's up? In two weeks, right? Two weeks? In two weeks. Is that, yeah, two weeks. Yep. Jesus, we're almost done with 2020. Right. Oh, please. Hey, hey so <laughs> who's, who's Kazuda Loka and uh, Kozi Tanaka? Because they're fighting next week. I've seen Tanaka fight, but lo- who? We'll say the first name again. Kazuda Loka? Kazuda Loka. I'm not sure myself. I'm not sure. The second guy sounds familiar, but I'm not too familiar with the uh, Kozi Tanaka. They fight one? Kozi Tanaka. On the 31st. Let's see. The, do you have a picture of them? No. Oh. Oh, man. I just have their names. Right. Well, we're out of the loop, out of the loop on that one. Yeah. Well, look out for that. I'll look out for it. Uh, it's going to be, be tuned, tuned in. So it's going to be on uh, Fox. Oh, to be TBA. To be determined. To be announced. To be announced. Cool. Cool, cool. Plus, Ryan Garcia talks funny. Yeah. Put that on record, too. He's. Hey, he looks like a little. He looks like a little sensitive motherfucker, bro. He is a little sensitive, dude. He got in a fight with a verbal altercation with his own promoter, which was. Golden Boy? Golden Boy. Oscar Delaware. He did, yes. Demanding that he gets a gigantic a gigantic deal. And I want to be like, dude. You haven't fought anyone. You're not even a champion. What do you want to deal for? You still got to fight people to prove yourself you're in the caliber. And he ended up getting it, you know, I guess, because of all his followers. I don't he know. Just, well, I'm he, not sold he, he ended up getting it because he, remember, he, he lost Canelo, golden boy. No, he got it prior to that. He so, got it prior to that. But, I mean, but he, he is smart, and his dad is smart for taking him to Canelo. So he trains next to Canelo and with Eddie Reynoso. And the, um, yeah, he's and learning the, from the Jepe. best. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alongside of also... Uh, Andy Ruiz. Andy Ruiz. They, right. Hey, that guy's got a pretty good stable, man. Yeah, very much so. Yeah, you got Ruiz, Canelo, and Ryan Garcia. If they, I mean, if they they're train the them top, up. They're, they're the top coaches right now. With, yeah, they are. They are. Along with uh, Robert Garcia. I'm a big fan of Robert yeah. Garcia. Oh, yeah, too. he's great. Um, and Coach Wapo. Oh, oh, Coach El Wapo, of course. <laughs> hey, oh, Coach El Wapo's got me 45 pounds lighter. Oh, Ooh, there you yeah. go. Good job, man. You know, we were, uh, speaking of that, um, this weekend we were out sparring with other gyms, which was really good. And uh, my boy Eric here looked really impressive and good. Yeah, and again, it was based on movement. He yep. really, like I said, they were stacking guys up. They said, "Okay, we'll go against him. We'll go against him." And it was his movement that stopped everybody. Why don't you go pro already, bro? So. Yeah, we're trying. Got to get some more experience. Well, we first, need man. more experience. I mean, yeah. it, it's a go pro. Is it, it's easy to go pro because it doesn't take much to get there. Other than that, you have to really deal with the amateurs. Yeah. In other words, if, you, if you're going to have a hard time with the amateurs, you're not going to really make it into pros. So approximately, like, how many amateur fights do you need before you go and go pro? Well, you, 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 you don't have to do any. You can have zero amateurs that go pro. So how do you go pro? Well, it's really based on the paperwork. Get a mouthpiece. <laughs> yeah, $38 Wait, makes business, you a pro. No shit. Yeah. Going pro is not is nothing without the experience. You got... I, I trained at Ten Goose Boxing. I trained next to um, you probably know him, um, Andre Berto. Oh no, Andre Berto for for a short time. Hey, let me also let me also point out when I say sparring, I'm not saying I was sparring the guy for like a you know giving him hard sparring. He he played with me. 
<laughs> I just want to put throw that out there too, because I got some some feedback. Hey, you sparred on Roberto? That, well, I say sparring because he was moving away and working on his defense, and I was just throwing a bunch of punches at him, and uh, you know, and missing. Yeah, I missed a lot, and he would you know put me back in my place when I get too close. Nonetheless, um, yeah, it was more of that. And he could have laid me out if he really wanted to. He knocked the headgear off of one of the guys that same day, and it's on YouTube. No shit. Yeah, the dude was. Uh, he turned pro now, but he he was. Um, Throwing punches at him, and he, he uh, slipped one and countered with a with a I think a nasty uppercut, knocked his headgear off, went flying, and hit Joe Goosen in the head. <laughs> yeah. But but anyway, back back to uh, my point. I trained uh, also when I was training there next to um, John Molina Jr. and John Molina Jr. had a very short amateur career. He learned on the job as a pro. He he learned, and you could you kind of could see it if you saw a lot of his fights. He just had a super super nasty right hand he had a, right he went to war with lucas matisse i think was a, oh, that was a good fight was a fight of the year fight of the year right that right was a really good fight big nasty and, and lucas matisse I mean, he was a heavy hitter too but the point is he, he had a short amateur career and he was learning so what's what's short like how many fights i think he had something like if i because a lot of a lot of people a lot, yeah. a lot of people don't know the I transition wrong, from amateur 20, to pro 20. well like 20 yeah so Give me an idea when I've, I've seen this all the time with amateurs, and they they might have like seven wins, right? And after that, oh, I'm going to go pro. Yeah. <laughs> just, just because you had seven wins as an amateur doesn't really let you know you should be going pro yet. You no. gotta um, really work your way into it. Like like Eric, you know, a lot of people go, you should make him pro, make him pro. Again, it, it's more mental than physical. Yeah. And physical, that and part's experience. easy. The experience in the mental, yeah. Right. So it's more mental to understand because you're going to fight all different classes. And keep in mind, when your first debut as a pro, you got zero and your other opponent had zero, it's really based on his experience, how many amateur, amateur fights, fights, how long he's been in the gym, how long he's mm-hmm. been in the time. If you go, okay, we both have zero fights, it's pretty even. But in the back, he's like, well, no, this guy has 300 amateur yeah. fights, and I only I have, have 20. S- 20. Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, oh, there's quite an experience showing it there. And that's you can wh- see it. And you can see yeah. That's Why do you think, when you look at all the Olympians, why they do so well yeah. when they go to pro? Because they had such a great amateur yeah. experience. Yeah. And that's really the key, because most amateur you know, Olympians either became world champions or close mm-hmm. to it, yeah. versus somebody not. And, and again, it's not like a pro football player. To be, you know, to be a pro football player, you, you have scouts looking for you. Oh, yeah. Same thing in baseball. You have to prove yourself yeah. how good you are. Yeah. There's, they're really in boxing, there's no scouts. No. It's just, you just go, hey, I want the money yeah. and I want to go make it. And you know, so you just do your physical and you pay, you pay your dues, you're a pro. And, and again, I, I've had so many people walk on my door, I want to be pro. Not yet, there's no way I'm going out there with you yeah. because you really can't fight. You, yeah. you know, this is that, well, I just want, you know, want to use it as my bucket list to kick the, sh- say I was a pro. A lot of them do that. Really? A lot yeah, of them. Oh, oh, it's common. It's common to see that, you know. I, I, I've been, I've been to some amateur, um, some amateur, uh, kind of like a show, I guess, but it wasn't like Golden Gloves, but um, I've been to some amateur fights where I was in there, you know, curious, looking and watching, and there were some guys in there, I'm like, what in the hell are you even doing there? Like, I'll hop in there right now and beat the shit out of you. And then you have like some other amateurs and they're like, dude, you should be a pro. And it's just the different level of experience. Right. Yep. Uh, same, same thing. I've watched guys. I, I trained with Juan Funes before he went pro um, all through his uh, 16, 17, 18 in his amateur career. And he had, I mean, he had a long, a long uh, amateur 
he had a lot of amateur experience, and it showed when he turned pro. I mean, against some of the guys he fought, he just looked like he belonged in there, smooth. And it's a stage. You know, people get stage fright if you don't have the experience. And I've also seen guys that had a short amateur career, and they jumped in there, and they were stiff, and they didn't have, like, the movement experience. They didn't have – they just – they looked like they didn't belong in there yet. And it, it just plays out. Matthias Radcliffe, his, his first his – first, uh, his pro debut, he knocked the dude out. He looked like he belonged in there. Like, really? He was fluid. He was in there. He was coming for you. I mean, it, it, you could just tell. The experience plays a big part. Very much so. When we have plans that we make one of our fighters a pro, again, I, we go to the amateurs and say, okay, I'm going to test you. And each time, like uh, Eric in my side, I always test Eric to see where we go with this and see how he reacts, how he looks. And, you know, and we just keep growing with it. Mm. You got to take the good, the bad, and the ugly with it. And you yeah. say, okay, we'll take that experience and we'll grow with it. Um, but to say, okay, you should go pro because you made these guys look bad. But that's not the case. You have to continue that the whole time. This, the amateur is very different than the pros. Very different. Yeah, it is. Man, you just don't make a pro, you know, a, a, an amateur go pro without the experience and then just go on from the fights. Right. So, therefore, Eric here, do I want him to go pro? I do. But we would, we could have could have done something we learned more about if it wasn't for this 2020 no oh, one competed so you know eric's already lost a year of that so we have to go to hopefully 2021 and say okay let's go back to the amateurs and see what we look and how we feel so and how we do and then i could keep testing them because that's why i said all right i'm how i how do you test them how many fights that guy has as an amateur all right let's go after this guy he has the experience because if you can't beat this amateur, why would you go after a pro? Yeah, pro Pretty yeah. much. Usually I just let him just take over. I'm like, all right, coach, you decide who I fight. I don't I'm, know. I'm, I'll be there. You know, I'm going to show up. That's <laughs> you his job. Do, you, your job is to I, show I, up I, and I fight. Faith, I have faith in him that yeah. he's going to pick the right guy. Right so if he told you to jump off the cliff, <laughs> you're going to jump off the cliff? Uh, maybe not that far, but maybe not that much, but. He knows I have his back. If I say jump off the cliff, he's going to go. If you say to jump off the cliff, I know you have my back for it. I'm going to come out safe. There's something down there. And that's really the thing is, like I said, basketball players got to prove they're that good. And when they are that good, they sit on a bench. Hmm. That's for baseball and football players. I ain't no bench warmer. Well, you know, there's a lot of them out there when you see them. And I go, you're like, oh, he's a bench warmer. Yeah, but he's a better player than you. Oh, I'm a good player. So, so, so now that's why I said so. Boxing's a little different, you know. I, we've had guys walk in and say, "Oh, I'm going to be a pro," and I'm like, "Okay, you're not even ready." Let's you're, see it. Let's see it. We've had. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to mention names, but we've had guys spar with you. Yeah, they come and they want their big coach to let to spar. That sounded like me when I started. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Get my ass he puts them in there with me because he doesn't want to put them with, with another green guy because then if they just go at it, they're just going to kill each other. Yeah. And they're like, Eric, just, you know, work with them. He starts, you know, throwing bombs, yeah. you know, let them know. Let them know. The, yeah, yeah. Hit yeah. them back. Yeah. Put them back in his place. Right. Put back yeah, in his place. That's, exactly. A lot of people don't know this, too. Sparring a, an inexperienced guy at your level seems like the logical thing to do. I went through it. Oh, this guy just started. I remember him a couple months ago with me. Jump roping. That dude's going to try to take my head off. Sparring him hurt. I get him, he gets me. We don't have the experience to, you know, help each other learn in a sense. Yeah. But sparring a pro or or a, or a experienced amateur guy like you, it's actually a safer bet because you oh, yeah. know when to put it on me yeah. and when not to. You're not. Yeah, I can read your your body exactly. language. You, know, you can let me hurt. work a little bit. Yeah, bro, exactly. You want him to put it on you? <laughs> hey, Cochino. <laughs> I mean, leather, homie. Good lord. Uh, but la last thing I want to touch on. Um, that I also get, uh, since, since we did touch on Vargas, uh, one thing I wanted to touch on that a lot of people 
that I get the argument from. from and, and I get a lot, not everyone knows you know, a lot about boxing, and I don't know everything about boxing, but. Coach does. I get, yeah, except for Coach. Um, I get in, in talks or arguments with people about Fernando Vargas. They're like, oh, the guy with the bangs? That, that, right. Uh, that got beat by De La Hoya? Yeah, that guy. Yeah, that guy was a brawler. Yeah. He wasn't a brawler. He was a he boxer. He could box. A lot of people don't know Fernando Vargas was an Olympian he and was, a decorated amateur. He was, uh, he he was had, decorated in the amateur. He was very decorated, and he had 17 knockouts in the first round. He yeah, was, he was cleaning house. No, the dude, that's why he became so big. Yeah. He was knocking everybody out in the first mm-hmm. round. Yeah, he, really? Yeah. So every time you watch him fight, like knockout, no. knockout, mm-hmm. knockout, and like, damn, this guy's got a good record just on knockout. Yeah, he well, never hit the second round. I remember that's when he came and beat Yudi Boy Campas, um, and a lot of people, like I, I you know, that's a my, lot co- of, my cousin Campas, Yudi Boy Campas. Yeah, that's yeah. when he became champion. Right, right. And you know, he he beat Fernando prior to their actual fight. Right, right. He, he beat him and made him cry. He he had a, he has a story about it on YouTube, and um, he's he actually is a boxer puncher, correct? Not a brawler. Right. A lot of people get that mistake. You know, he liked to bang it out. You know, maybe the Mexican in him, the macho guy, and I don't know what it was. He was ferocious. Yeah, exactly. Um, feroz. Um, he'd like to bang, but nonetheless, he was actually a very very good boxer, boxer puncher. And uh, I just want to put that out there for all you guys that are. Fran Vargas was just a brawler. You know, all he knew how to brawl like a cholo. No, no, he was a very good boxer. He was a very good boxer. Yeah. Very much so. He just threw him out to the wolves too, way too early. Right. Way too early. Yeah. Well, guys, anything else you guys got? Well. Well, that's about it, man. Well, no, we just got ready for the we're, next upcoming fights, but we're doing really good. You so know, we're an hour is, and 13 minutes in. Yeah. Any, anybody want to shout out? Anybody, uh, we, we, we definitely I just want, the support. I just want to say, feel free to comment on anything. We, we learn from it so because we're new at it. So yeah, uh, please do make some comments. That way we can learn, you know, good or bad. Yeah. We'll take them. Drop a comment. If you guys want to hear anything, um, any You talk a lot of shit. We got a ring in this motherfucker, too. That's right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All you tough hey, guys. All you, yeah. All you, uh, <laughs> all you keyboard warriors. Hey, come sign the waiver. <laughs> ring right there. You see in the back? We'll throw you to Eric. No. <laughs> I've been with me, guys. I'm talking, I'm talking tough, too. It's some sparring partners, man. Uh, he needs some work. So bring it in. All you tough guys, all, all, all you keyboard warriors that, that, that never show up, pull up. Sign the waiver. No, no, just okay. kidding. But I'll play nice. If you guys... Um, hey, you think you can fuck up... Um, uh, yes. Fucking... Um, yes, again. Luke Paul Logan? Uh, what's his name? Paul Logan Paul? Oh, fuck it. Yeah, dude. Easy. Easy. This experience Easy is wrong. No, but if anybody wants a, wants us to put out a, a certain topic, um, give us suggestions of what you guys want to talk, what you guys want to hear. Yeah. What do you guys want? All feedback. I'll tell you right feedback. now. If we like it and we use it, we'll throw it. We'll we'll throw a shirt at you. Yeah. There you go. Ooh. From Pro Level Shop. Okay, exactly. So pro Level. Mhm. Anything else you got? I'm I'm Gucci oh, man. Let's, let's call it a day. It's a beautiful day out here in like yeah. Elsinore. Let's go have some fun. Mhm. All right, guys. Okay. Episode right. three is a wrap. All right. Thank Ooh. you, everybody, for listening. Thanks. Thank you. Tune in again. All right. Boxing Club Podcast. Out. Out. See you later.